0: Have you ever had somebody look to you? and Answer.
1: I've had that a few times. And sometimes I knew the answers. Sometimes I just wing it. Um, we took off Wednesday night. Took a little trip just to get away for a little bit before Mia's surgery. And we were down in Sandusky. And while we were there, we were in the water park, and they got everybody out of the swimming pools, out of the water slides, <coughs> and I looked at my phone like, what's going on? And We had a severe thunderstorm warning. Thinking, okay, lightning, whatever, no big deal. We're walking around the hotel, and everybody's phone goes off at once. Beep, beep, beep. Tornado warning, take cover. So what do we do? You would think they would be making announcements or people would be coming and telling you where to go. No such luck. So I had to pretend like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> so, with not knowing the true answer, I knew where to look for the answer. Took my phone, where to look for did it figure out by myself. We went, and we spent an hour in the stairwell. Pretty awesome. No air conditioning in the stairwell, in case you're wondering.
0: Um,
1: but it's cement all the way up. It's solid. It gives protection. I thought about that as I was thinking about a story to introduce this lesson today. Um, too often, we don't know where to go for answers. We have something that's weighing on us. We know we need to do something. But we don't know where to turn. For answers. Here as we come to Acts chapter 1 and revealing 15 through 20 today, we see that they knew where to turn for the answers of what had to happen next. Um, If you have your Bibles, open up to Acts 1, we'll read verses 15 through 20. Verse 15 says this: In those days Peter stood up among the brothers. The company of persons was in in all about 120 and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in the ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the word of his wickedness and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle and all his bowels gushed out. And it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. So that field was called, in their own language, Akademia, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, "May his camp become desolate, and that there be no one to dwell in it, and let another take his office." So we see, they're here. Last few weeks, we've seen they've seen the resurrected Christ. They've been instructed by Him. They were instructed to go and wait. Last week, we saw they went. And while they were waiting, they prayed. They saw direction and they were together. But who does it say stood up in the middle of all of this? Peter. The Apostle Peter stood up and started talking. So I notice that with most groups, you have the one person who's going to naturally go to the front and leave. Sometimes you'll have two or three, but there's still that one dominant one that always. Is there that will step up even when the others aren't sure? So, as you think about Peter standing up, what do we know about Peter? What was his role within the apostles? He was a spokesman. He was a spokesman. He was their leader. What else do we know about him? He had to be corrected a lot. Had to be corrected a lot. At one point, he was called Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Because he would act. Um, anything else we you know about Peter? Disciple. Disciple. Whenever we see that list of the twelve, whose name is always first? Peter. Peter. Was he the first one Jesus called?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No. Yet yeah, he just went to that spot. Um, as you look at those lists, you think about these lists that we find in the different here in the past, he's always part of the first. That inner circle. Um, I really think that Jesus is an example. He had close, close friends, some other friends, and it kept going out. Um, that's really what it was. He was one of the groups that was closest with Jesus. But well, what else do we know about Peter? Denied Christ. Denied Christ. One time, right? Three times he denied Christ. Even after he said no way, these guys might, but I never he Is that who we would look for in our leader? Has no. to be corrupted all the time. Denied Christ. Then why was he still so able to be their leader? How was he the one who was able to stand up? Hold on, oh, they were working the Holy Spirit. Let's turn to John chapter 21. In John 21, Jesus has already been crucified and resurrected. And in starter 19, it says he appears to the disciples. But in verse 21, it says this. I'm sorry, verse 15, it says this. It says, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said it to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you... When you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted, but when you carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to him to show what kind of death he was to by God. And after saying this, he said to him, Follow me. So as you notice there, three times he asked Peter to be alone. What did Peter say every time? Yes. Yes. You know I do, yes. Um, what did he tell him every time after Peter said yes? Feed my lambs, tend to my sheep, feed my sheep. What job was he given Peter? Be to be a shepherd, take care of the flock. So how was he able to be the one who stands up and lead? Mm. Jesus restored him. He put him in that position to leave, to be the shepherd of this group. Did Jesus know what he was doing by putting Peter here? He knew exactly what he was doing. In fact, he even told Peter how he was going to die in the years to come. Um, He was crucified upside down. So he didn't want to hang the same way that the Savior died. So Jesus knew what he was doing. And as you go back to the book of Acts, as we're back there in chapter 1, we get here in verse 15 he stands up and what did he say why did all these things have to happen why did Jesus have to die why did Judas have to be trained so scripture would be fulfilled, so would be fulfilled. Hmm. why do bad things happen you ever get asked that why did this happen to me why 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 we like to ask this question we have the answer book, but too often we look at other places. You see, Peter knew where to look for answers. Where do we look for scripture? He looked to the scriptures instead of trusting his emotions or opinions of others. He turned to the trusted Word of God. Any thoughts on that? On knowing where to turn for answers. change in his life. He had to change. There was no more, I'm just going to speak. Because I want to see what God said about it. Um, and here's the neat thing about them. They were not well-educated people, yet they knew. They were. We just need to go find a new rabbi. He'll give us the answers. But he doesn't. He says, you know what? Scripture had to fulfilled, and this is what it says. Any other thoughts on him looking into scriptures? An example for us. Um, too often we're asked why do bad things happen? Well, God has a plan. Well, bad things happen because of sin, because of the sin nature. Well, that's an easy out. Is that an easy out? could be, but it's a fruit. Was good. In fact, verse thirty-one it was very good.
0: We should be thinking why do good things happen to
1: us. Why do good things happen? Because
0: and every good and perfect gift comes from our heavenly father above. Instead of what happens?
1: No, sir of looking at who we really are, we think we're good and deserve everything as opposed to the truth because we're not looking to the scripture to see what truth. Is. Um what does verse 16 and 17 say about Judas being part of the 12?
0: The
1: scriptures fulfilled <laughs> he excuse me. He was a guide of those who arrested Jesus. What else? was from the start. What's up from the start? From the start. Um, he was given his part in this ministry. He was one of them. Spoken beforehand by the mouth of David. about the one who's going to betray Jesus. The one who's going to betray the Messiah. And even knowing this, it was still one of them. Would we do that? If we had somebody that we knew was going to betray us, and do something to hurt us, would we let him into our group? We would want to kick him out. For good reason. I mean, why would you have that? Why did Jesus allow it? So, scripture would be
0: fulfilled.
1: It said that Judas was allotted his part of the ministry. What ministry was Judas a part of? Satan. Treasure. Huh? Treasure. Treasure. But what ministry was it? Whose ministry? Satan. Satan? He was one of the twelve. How could he be part of Satan's ministry?
0: Because he said, one is the devil. Lord said. Hmm.
1: So Jesus says he's a devil, <laughs> never truly saved from what we see. clothing?
0: Uh, a, <laughs> a wolf
1: in sheep's clothing. He's probably the son of perdition. Um, But he was still part of Jesus' ministry. I mean, if they had business cards, it would have said, Judas, the disciple of Jesus. Right? Do we ever see that today? Do we ever see people being parts of ministries that they're not really a part of? They're just there to maybe look look good on their resume, hide something. Do we ever see that in churches today? There are a number of motivational speakers that run churches because all they do is give motivational talks, and most of their talks are all about me, but then they're, they come under the banner of Christian church or gospel minister. Can some people get saved there? You think maybe some people came to know Christ because of Judas?
0: Possibility,
1: good because God's good. You know what? They knew Judas, so they came to see Jesus when they came to town. It wasn't because of Judas sharing with them; it's because of who he was with. So, as I thought about that, I thought about his ministry. I was kind of challenged. We're part of this ministry. Are we representing it like Judas did? Or are we representing it how we're supposed to? Isn't that kind of scary that we're part of this ministry? When others see us, they see the Minister of Jesus and the gospel ministry. What are we sharing with people? That's ongoing. <laughs> there's days where we might be really good lights for Jesus. And there's days where coffee pot doesn't work. The PowerPoint doesn't work. We just, we don't always live how we are supposed to. So you think about this. Judas was allowed to be part of it because scripture had to be fulfilled. We're allowed to be part of it because it's his plan. His scripture. Living how we're supposed to administering how we are supposed to. Then I had this question. Was Jesus surprised by the betrayal? No. 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 He was not. He knew. He is all knowing. Is he surprised when we mess it up? No. But he is forgiving. He's ready to bring us back. The saddest thing about Judas is we read here. He goes and he hangs himself. Don't believe he was ever truly saved. He goes and hangs himself. You know what he could have done? Repent came back to the following said he so but Jesus on the other hand did you ever had the thought Jesus Judas was really sorry that he had
0: betrayed Jesus had ever thought ever gone through your mind Judas didn't go on in his life he repented so what does that say he
1: was sorry did he repent or was he sorry see there's a difference was repenting he would have turned back to God. He would have turned away from this, or did he just feel sorry about what he did? See, I can feel sorry about something, but I might keep doing it. I'm not changing my life. See, I don't think he repented. If he would have repented. he would have turned and walked with Jesus. Because that's what repentance is. You turn from your sin and you walk with Jesus. He was sorry. Um, there's times you guys don't feel sorry about speeding. <laughs> Me neither. I thought maybe somebody would. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, can they give you a ticket after the fact? Brandon, you would know if they give you a ticket? Yeah, they can. But I don't feel sorry when I get caught. So, oh, she you don't know, feel sorry when you get caught. So Judas was caught, and then maybe he felt sorry. That's really what it is, right? Because if you get away with it, you're doing it. Remember if caught? Oh. <laughs> See, I need to ask you not my wife because I get to go home with her today. Unless I ask you that question, then I don't. Um, but isn't that really what it is? I mean we feel sorry about a lot of things, but we keep doing. It. Um, so he never repented, he just was sorry my belief. Any thoughts on that? I think about Jesus years of ministry and knowing
0: Jews your about and he just
1: reveal he his sin, but I mean, he, he suffered for what he did, but uh, I think of Jesus and the he had even for him through those years. Even when he came and betrayed him and called him Brotherhood. I mean, <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Get away from me. Well, that's an amazing thing. He has that. So we see that Judas was there. We see in Bert, in Psalm 69, 25. In Psalm 109.8, these things. Psalm 69, 25 says this. May their camp be a desolation, but no one dwell in their tents. What does that tell us about Judas? Nobody else is gonna be there in that field? In fact, I don't know if it's still true today, but I read a few years ago, there's still nobody that uses that field. Have to think that with property prices and stuff like that, people would want it, but they know what it is, they stay away. Mm-hmm. Psalm one hundred nine eight, may his days be few, may another take his office. So, going back to scripture, something is supposed to happen next with the office of jules Somebody is supposed to fill that office. Um so we read on to Acts twenty one, Acts one twenty one through twenty-six. Us during the time that the Lord Jesus came out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when He was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to His resurrection. And they put forward two: Joseph called Barabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, "You Lord, you know the hearts of all. Which one of these two? Which one of these two you have chosen?" Take the place of the ministry and the apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, mm-hmm. and the lot fell on Matthias. And he was numbered with the eleven apostles. So in verses twenty one and twenty two, there's some requirements for an apostle. What are they? Be, be a witness of Jesus. what part of it? That? Jesus. Resurrection, what else? His ministry. His ministry. They had to be there from the baptism of John until the resurrection. They had to be there. They had to be an eyewitness of the ministry. They had to see what was taking place. Did Jesus do anything while he was on his earth? Taught them? And even though it was 12 that were to get teach, we ever learn stuff by just being in the background? Mm-hmm. Just being there? It was amazing. We spent Friday at Cedar Point. I learned that this new la- this new lady has, this lady has a new job, where she's a nurse manager. She doesn't have to deal with the patients anymore, and then the lady, and she's supposed to work 37 hours a week. <laughs> she gets to count her drive time. If she sits in the drive-thru for a half an hour, that counts as her drive time. So she gets three hours a week sitting in drive-thrus and coffee. Turns out you do need a nursing license to do this job, I asked. (laughs) I'm just in the background and I heard all this. Oh, and her son is doing a travel soccer team to make the varsity coach happy. You ever hear stuff just being in the background? So these men, they would have heard the stuff in the background. They would have heard Jesus is teaching. They would have saw the miracles. They would have saw him healing people, feeding the five thousand. They would have seen his power. They would have been there to see him when he resurrected. They would have been there to hear the command he gave before he went back to heaven. So, is that an important part? They were already trained. And how many men met those requirements? Two. Quick note. Because this just came to my mind. It does say so one of the men who have accompanied us. um, So one of the requirements that we missed has to be a man. Kind of biblical. Um, This week I've been following stuff going on the SBC Baptist Convention. And there's quite a Divide there on who can be pastors, who can be in leadership roles. Um, so one of the requirements was it did have to be a man. Because here's the thing, there were women who had been there the entire time too, who were eyewitnesses, but one of the requirements was they had to be a man. Any thoughts on that? They went right back to what the Bible tells them. Um, what did they do after they had the two? They knew who they were, what did they do? Oh. They prayed. They took it before the Lord. Well, why did not they just do an election? You were on your campaign, you were on yours, we'll vote. Whoever gets the most votes wins. Because it was God's choosing. God's choosing. Why would they want it to be God's choice? So that's the right that's the right choice. I mean, too often we can play this election. We'll pick what is. it is. It's really just a popular vote. And when you do that popular vote, people will say and do things just to get you to vote. But they knew scripture had to fulfilled, and that God knew who he wanted Because God sees the heart. That's what it says. You know their hearts. You know who it should be. You know who you've chosen. It doesn't say who you will choose. Who you chose. After the He is the one that the Lord had chosen. He goes out and he works with them. But, but as we got here, I had this question. Do you see them ever casting lots again in Scripture? It never happens again. Why is that? Why is it the last time we see the casting of lots for determining God's will? The Holy Spirit came. Next week, you guys are going to see the coming of the Holy Spirit. It's no longer needed. Um, In those days, they would pray, they would cast the lots, asking God to show them. Now, we don't need to do that. We just have to pray, rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us. Have you guys ever done that, though? Um, I don't think we actually cast physical lots, but sometimes we'll say... God, you know what? You really want me to take this up make the salary 100000 a day. Like, we've kind of made up our mind, but then we kind of just, we're just going to do what God directs me to do. Anybody ever done that? If you really want me to go to this church, they will serve Chick-fil-A even on Sundays. We let people do that. God, God, if you want me to do this, you do that. You show me. Is it wrong to ask God to show us what He wants us to do? But when we put stipulations on it, yes. I'm only going to do it if you do this. I'm asking for His will, we're kind of catering it to us. We don't need that. We have the Holy Spirit. Um, and just, we're going to see it in the next few weeks that it came, it rests on the disciples. When we come to believe in Christ, it lives in us. It guides us, it directs us. So that we do, when we have that sin that we can't let go of, it convicts us to the point where we do repent. Because here's what happens if it's living within us, we're a believer, and it's going to cause us to repent. If we keep living in that sin and we don't repent, guess what? The Holy Spirit probably is not
0: there. So We learned from this part of them coming to and choosing a replacement for Judas. And taking their next step.
1: Would we be tempted by 30 pieces of silver? No, I don't think it's even 30 pieces of silver that tempt us anymore. I mean, sometimes it's, are we tempted by Sunday? Are we tempted by what people think of us? I mean, it's still so back to the same thing. What do we get? What do people think? Um, grounded in the Word. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but hard times come. They go, and they come again, and they go. So we need to know where to turn during these hard times. Um, it's amazing as I think about different places I go and brings different things I get to go. Their prayer requests sound a lot like our prayer requests. Somebody with cancer. Somebody nearing the end of life. Somebody traveling. On safe family and friends. So that's all around us. So where do we go for these answers? Word of God. We need to be grounded in the Word. We turn. He because he was their shepherd. He had to guide them the right way. Uh, the second thing I had is God has a plan Judas, the betrayer. Um, I love, as you read through the descriptions of the, the apostles, you have Judas, not Iscariot, and then Judas Iscariot. I mean, he wanted that separation. Um, we talked about, we had a boy I asked him, named Judas. And he said, no, I don't know why. So, is there a reason why for that? Um, I mean, we hear that name, and what do we think? Betrayer. Jesus knew that he was still part of the plan. He still used them. Yes, Matthias, part of the plan. Chosen beforehand. <laughs> Jody Blaker,
0: part of the plan. I know.
1: But <laughs> I'm right about an order there too, right? Are you as old as Matthias? When you think about this, we are part of the plan. He's using us. Two thousand years later, in the small town of Bethlehem, in the main streets of East Haven, Northeast Haven, he's using us to continue his ministry. You know what? This plan works. This plan wins out in the end. Any thoughts on that? It's
0: a Get part of that plan. And then and, uh, We we'll pray that he might use us as vessels for his glory for the good of his
1: kingdom. We are ambassador, ambassadors to Christ, and we are to represent them. ...to be part of the plan. I mean, I really think he could have chosen monkeys, robots, whatever, but he chose us. He could have just the moment we were saved, go to heaven. But he set it up the way he did and he's using us to accomplish his plan. And here's the best part about this plan. We don't do it alone. First of all, we have our church family. Most
0: importantly, we have the Holy Spirit.